Welcome to Talking Baseball, where the wild card races are as about as wild as they can get. What's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Talking Baseball. My name is John Boy. I'm coming to you from New Jersey, and I've got my best friend, Jake. He's back in Denver. We were in the same room last time. We are not in the same room. We're talking to each other through a computer screen. The magic of technology. Baseball, Jake, is winding down. We are so close to the finish line. And there's still a lot of fun questions to be answered. We've been doing this twice a week, trying to figure out how we think this thing's going to finish. And uh, we kind of got the mayhem we wanted this week coming into today. I'm excited. How are you? I'm doing well, James. Yeah, man. It's uh, it's out there. Uh, and it's I, I mean, we've, we've seen this forming for a little bit now. I think the the biggest thing is still that one really good team is not going to make the playoffs and it's uh i mean it's crazy the the ripple effect that can have you know going down the line i mean obviously not having a chance this year but if it's the cubs in the national league i mean that would mean the end of joe madden it's kind of been adding up that way anyways um but it's uh i mean i'm just looking at the standings right now and yeah i'm giddy i mean tampa and cleveland are tied um, right now the Cubbies are out, Milwaukee, they are fighting the good fight. So yeah, man, it's, uh, it's good. And I think a little behind the scenes is, uh, I think you and I are stoked, <laughs> uh, as natural Yankee fans to not be in the wild card discussion for the first time in a few years. Um, cause who <laughs> that sucks. I got excited this morning cause I got the windows open and fall broke once already. And then it was a fake out, and then summer came back. I'm hoping this is the real deal. I mean, we're September 20th now. We're close to October. The Yankees clinched. You and I are Yankees fans. We got excited about that. It just feels like, okay, time to move on. We're very close. Now, some teams aren't there yet, so I'm excited that we are, and we get to sit back and relax a little bit. Uh, And other teams get to as well. The Braves have clinched a postseason spot. The... Uh, Astros have clinched a postseason spot. The Nationals have clinched the wild card spot. Correct. Uh, let me double check the the Dodgers. I don't think they technically have. No, no, they're only one game up on Milwaukee. Wait. So who else has clinched then in the? So National? the Dodgers have clinched the West. And Atlanta the has has clinched the East. I believe uh, they got the X next. Yeah, or they've clinched a playoff berth. I think they're. Um, I mean, they've basically clinched the division. Um, And then Houston and the Yankees. Houston and the Yankees. Crazy. And the Twins haven't clinched yet? Twins have not technically clinched. Um, They are four games up on Cleveland. And uh, I'm surprised they haven't technically clinched the wild card spot. But it's, I guess, the wild card so tight that no. Cool. Interesting. All right. Well, let's take care of some business before we really dive into all this. This episode of Talking Baseball is brought to you by five wonderful people. Amy Smith, most recent Patreon sponsor. 
uh, supporter Amy Smith. Nick Lacotti. 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 Phil. Philly. Jeff Hinkle. Sure. I got him as a first baseman. Yeah, Hinkle. I, I think he's when he's coming into the draft, you're a team you have to decide. Do you want to put him on the bump or are you going to keep him at first? No, I got him as a Vogelback type. Oh, I'm see, I'm more Ike Davis. Oh, okay. Okay. Little Nacho twelve. Oh no I don't know what position. You got a position? That feels like an unknown family member. because <laughs> uh, you're a nacho? Uh I mean little, nacho, it's uh it's a lot of my identifying terms. It is. Jake. Are you still gonna get drunk for the wild card games? Oh yeah. So I um because, Jim, I saw a few people celebrating the Yankees um, clinching the East yesterday, and I was like, do I have a drink? We, we had to record talking Yanks, but do I even snag a beer? And I was like, no, because it was travel day, and it was like five days on the East Coast eating out and all that stuff. Uh, and then I, was, I reassured myself. I was like, yes, I still owe myself the wild card. Um, so probably not both games, because that's uh, Poppy Gordo's body can't do that anymore. But but definitely one of them. The first wild card game is October second. I believe so. There's there should be one one Tuesday, one month, not Monday, one Tuesday, one Wednesday? Question mark. I believe it's the second and the third, or it's the oh, it's the first and the second. Okay, so they do make okay. one of the teams play the next day. That's right. What? Which one's the first wild card game that we're going to get? Which one do you want to get first? Ooh, interesting. Well, the NL plays first. Um, I don't know if that's a factor in this question. <laughs> well, I was asking the question. That's the answer. Which, uh, the yes. NL, the NL, I'm more excited for the AL one. Um, I think it depends on the NL, right? Um well, I, Jim, actually, this this is a I, I think you just kind of threw this out there as a, a shrug and a but this is a very serious conversation because it's a where's the game being played? Um, well, because for the it, NL, it's, it's most in, likely Washington. Right. So we've got that for the NL, but the AL is very much up in the air. And I know if it's Tampa, your choice isn't the AL anymore. I don't think I got Tampa. Indians are coming for him. Right, I know you'd have that, but <laughs> um, currently they are tied ninety and sixty three up. Um, yeah, do you so, want a play in game? Do you want to do you want a like like a play in game for the wild card? Is that or is that too much mayhem for you? Like if the Indians and the Rays have to play a one game play in to see who can play the wild card, and this happened before. Are you rooting for that, or would you rather just have a clean break, like a good finish, clean ending? I think as I'm. A, I think I'm rather the just clean ending for some reason. As, I don't know why. As a baseball fan, I I would root for that. That would get me excited. Yeah, the one game playoff. I um, and most people would assume it's the Red Sox. I'm I'm pretty grown up in Connecticut, very cordial with a lot of fan bases. Jim, I wouldn't wish the one-game playoff wild-card game on my enemy. I mean, that is hell. That is hell. It's not fun. Um, uh, you can, your season can go down the sink 
basically with one bad pitch for 18 innings. I feel bad for the Nats. Um, so, yeah, so I guess it's, it's Nationals. I mean, they're going to be hosting it. They Actually, Jim, uh, we say that casually. They're one game up. The Nationals are not a lock to host that game. Yeah, they're going to be hosting it. I, we thought that for a long time, and now they're, they are back to earth. They are two up in the loss column. I know you're big on that. That's all um, that matters. And you, you can assume that. Man, Milwaukee is fighting with everything they've got. The Cubs are fun. Um, Cubs and Cardinals have seven. Well, let's get into some reports so we can get, get into this more. Okay. Let people know. We got to let them know who's in the standings and all that stuff. That's true. And the National League report is brought to you by our friends over at Roosevelt Shirts. Jake's got three in his possession now. I've got three in my possession. Intern Luke has some. They're fun. They fit nice. They're, if you sweat a lot, Jake and I warm. We walked across New York City. I was sweating my butt off in my Roosevelt shirt, but it was nice. Like, it wasn't... Yeah. It wasn't like how cotton catches the sweat and then you're doomed for the rest of the day. It's much better than that. They're fun. We were wearing them. We looked sharp. We looked snazzy. You can get them at rsvlts.com slash johnboy. If you go there, they've curated a whole batch of uh, baseball shirts. We have the major league ones, which I think may see the light of day. We may, may match them at spring training. It's always a chance, Jim. Always a chance. So go to roosevelts.com, rsvlts.com. Dot com slash John Boy. Use discount code John Boy to get 20% off. That's a cool discount code. It helps a lot. So go do that and uh, tell our friends at Roosevelt's. Thank you, and let's go to the boogie. All right, now for your series that don't matter. The Giants took two of three from the Red Sox. One of the games went 15 innings and saw 24 different pitchers stand atop the mound. The Red Sox were done in by a wild pitch and a sack fly in the 15th. The Diamondbacks beat the Marlins in the bookend games of a three-game set. Okay, cool. Moving on to the series that holds some implications. The Phillies took two of three from the Braves. Good for the Phils, but it probably means very little as they are four games back in the wild card with two teams ahead of them. The Brewers hosted the San Diego Padres and won three out of four games. The Brewers are now 12-2 and two in their last 14 games. They just keep winning since Yelich went down, and it's a team effort. Kane with two home runs. Rookie Trent Grisham got involved. Uh, the starters and the bullpen and the bullpen days, it's really like they are throwing the entire team at their opponents right now to, to keep the magic alive without Yelich. The Cardinals squared off with the Nationals in St. Louis. The Cards won two of three. And in the rubber match, Adam Wainwright outdueled Max Max Scherzer. Kind of interesting. The Cubs lost the series to the Reds. Classic Cubs. I'm kind of getting sick of them. They got shut down by Sonny Gray. Aristides popped Hudarvish for his 16th homer in 47 games. And in the rubber match, Rookie James Norwood blew it for the Cubs in the 10th inning. The Mets lost the first game to the Rockies, but won the next two to take the series. Stroman had a really nice start. Pete Alonso hit home runs number 48 and 49 on the year, but the Mets are three and a half games back, two back in the loss column with two teams ahead of them. 
Nationals have a one-game lead in the wildcard races. Brewers, then Cubs, then Mets, then Phillies. It's getting sloppy in the uh, NL Central. The the uh, Cardinals are three games up on the Brewers, I believe, and four games up on the Cubs. The Cubs and the Cardinals have seven games against each other left. There's like ten games left in the season. So we will see. It'll get interesting. The Central, I still think, is still interesting. The wild card is very interesting. Um, I do think the Mets and Phillies are out of it. Yeah, it's, it's tough to picture a world where Milwaukee, the Cubs, or the Nationals um, drop so much that the Mets and the Mets getting hot enough to find themselves in it. Um, it, it just doesn't seem realistic. Hey, prove us wrong, Amazons, but that's, uh, seems, seems what is dead may never die. Jim, you're out on your cubbies? Last up, you were giving me the hold. They're, they got seven against St. Louis. They're right where they want to be. Now, now you got them D-E-D dead? No, they're not dead. They're not dead at all. Uh, they can still do a lot of damage versus the Cardinals, but I don't have them doing anything in the postseason because they can't fucking... They have no consistency. Yeah. They'll lose a series to the Reds? Like, come on. At home and 31 and 44 on the year now on the road. And, Jim, we do have... Uh, sometimes we can jump into the future on this show. They did lose the first game last night um, to St. Louis. Kimbrell uh, gave it up. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, again, like you said, they, they've got the games there if they can... Uh, if they can find the right button to press. Um, I'm starting to really enjoy St. Louis. I mean, Jack Flaherty has continued to be at it. You're going to hear about Adam Wainwright later. Um, So I'm I'm coming to enjoy the Cardinals. I'd like to see them do some playoff baseball. The Cubbies, man, you're right. I think, um, I don't know, though, one-game playoff with Joe Madden pretending to coach for his job, that gets fun. Um. You think he's coaching for his job? There's been weird rumors around that all year that Joe Madden's kind of run his course, which, I mean, is a very managerial thing. It's not a shot at Joe Madden. A lot of managers, your your voice can run, get old in the clubhouse after a few years. Um, and I don't know. The energy's kind of been down in Chicago. They're, you know, this this was supposed to be not a Cubs dynasty, but, I mean, a team that's supposed to – compete every year and be a threat for the world series and since they've won they kind of haven't been yeah uh well yeah they had the the series the year before they won they took the mets to the als the nlcs and then they win and then what i don't know what happened the next years but dodgers got them i'm guessing uh i don't know man matt madden's also expensive and that is not the way managing is going it's going like hey why don't we just get a young guy to do this cheap and and Madden's expense. I have no idea if he's coaching for his job, if they're going to bring him back, whatnot. I do know that um, Schwarber's been going off for the Cubs. Yeah. Yeah, we had a um, – and it's it's totally – Schwarber's having a very <laughs> 2019 season. Um, I, I think he's going to sneak up on 40. Yeah, he's got 37 homers, 239 batting average, 329 on base, but an 849 OPS. So he's – um. Uh, yeah, I think it's a little bit good player, a little bit juice ball. Cause Jim, if you actually look his, uh, 
a lot of his numbers from last year look pretty similar, except the the gopher balls are up 11 right now, which I, I don't know. A little juice in the ball for a big guy like that, it adds up. Yeah, the, the OVP is way down from last year. And them homers. OBP, I said it right, yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know. Where he's going off? He's got like a double, a triple, and two home runs his last couple games. Like that. But I don't know what's going on with the Cubbies. I, I'm getting sick of them. I'd rather them just be good. I'm sure Cubs fans the, are getting like, what yeah, the hell's going on? I was going to say, Cubs fans are a thousand percent with you, man. They, uh, they too, would like to be uh, just really good. So... Let's see, who do they got coming up? They had uh, in these Cardinals series, the next game is Waka versus Mills, Dakota Hudson versus Quintana, who you have on Slump Watch, and then uh, Miles Michaelis versus Hugh Darvish. My guy. Um, yeah, and Jim, just doing quick quick Cubs history because you and I blanked for a second there. Jim, they lost in the wild card game last year to to the Rockies. Um I, I think that was the the one the one game or no the Rockies advanced that's right, um, and then the year before that they lost in the championship series to the Dodgers four one so they got beat four one by the Dodgers in 2017, and then they lost in the wild card game last year so I think uh, again not not exactly the competing for titles every year that I I think Cubs fans were expecting. Rizzo came back, hit a home run. That was exciting for them, I think. Yeah, that was cool. He he, one of the worst ankle rolls you'll see on a baseball field. It was, I I mean, looked like a a basketball one, but on turf you don't see that a lot. And then he hits the homer. That was pretty cool. Yeah, and Castellanos is still doing his thing. Bryant's still doing his thing. I mean, Zobris is doing well in the last couple games, last week or so. I don't know what's going on with them. Whatever. Bullpen, I guess. Same I, I think problem. it's just it's it's tough, Jim, because uh, we a we've kind of been low key rooting for the Nats because I mean, if their pitching can turn on for the playoffs, like, holy crap, <laughs> they, they can they can be there at the end if they want to be. The Brewers went from kind of fluky get out of my face to now it's like bring the noise. Whoever's doing it for the Brewers. I'm interested. Jordan Lyles, Brawny, sure. I know, man. I was looking at, like, who's been doing stuff for them? Corey Spangenberg. Oh, yeah. Had some key hits. Corey, is that how you say it? Spangenberg? I don't know how else you'd say it. <laughs> yeah. Trent, I, think, I think that's the that's the only way you can say that. Trent Grisham, his stats are not good in the last couple days. No. But he had some, like he, like, of his four hits in the last week, I think they did... They helped. They were like clutch. He had uh, yeah two RBIs in the series on one hit. <laughs> he he had a little league home run the other day too. That's fun, Jim. I I think the dirty little secret, and I I I did see this stat on ESPN, so I'm gonna half butcher it and half not give them credit. But um, Jim, I think since Yelich has gone has gotten hurt, they have the the worst or the third worst batting average in baseball. But their opponent's batting average is the worst, or, or technically the best for them. So th- the dirty little secret is the Brewers are pitching, and that's how you win baseball games. Yeah, I think Hauser had another good start. Um, not really, dude. Hauser's they they don't like 
they're still, you know, last year the Brewers were like, we don't have starting pitchers, we just have throwers. They still kind of operate like that, they're or they're starting that. to again. Like, Hauser yeah. went, in his last um, four starts, he hasn't finished the fifth inning. He barely yeah. even got to the fifth inning. Uh, then Zach Davies is the other guy that's doing stuff for them. Jordan Lyles been pretty good for them since the trade. Lyles has been good. You're going to hear like, about him later. But look at Zach Davies, man. Five innings pitched, four innings pitched, 4.25, 4.15. Like they, it's not even like an ask, it seems like. Yeah, it looks like. And Brandon Woodruff is, is back, I believe. I know he was out for a while. I mean, Gio Gonzalez is having a, a quirky, solid year. It's, it's, they've been in playoff mode for a little bit. It's day by day. How are we getting the next couple batters out? Um, and it's working. They're winning, winning ball games. That winning ball games. Drew Pomerantz coming out of the bullpen for him. It's an all hands on deck. Keston here had yes. a home run. Um, Lorenzo Kane had two, like I said, which is kind of fun actually. I just, I don't think it's I don't think it makes for anything substantial. Come wild card playoffs, if they do get in, like I don't think they're primed to make a run, but they're having fun. And, hey, uh, you mentioned Drew Pomerantz casually, Jim. 22 innings. He's been coming out of the bullpen for them. 38 strikeouts. Uh, Drew Pomerantz, a guy who's been getting knocked around for the past couple years, he might have made himself some good money as a reliever in free agency this year. Well, so he came over there, right? And they put him in as reliever. And the first two times he, like, got the hold or got an out, but – it really wasn't great. Uh, in his last 16 games as a reliever for them, he uh, has only allowed a run in one of them or only allowed an earned run in one of them. Yeah. So 15 out of his last 16 appearances without a run. So that's Drew Pomerantz, who they traded for uh, from the Giants. And Jordan Lyles, who they traded for, is also doing well. So they got the, that's good for them. Yeah, I mean, would would not be doing what they're doing without Jordan Lyles and Drew Pomeranz, who they got at the deadline. How about that? The Mets, they uh, they lose the first game to your Rockies, but they win the next two. But I mean, we kind of said like, I don't see them, I don't see them overcoming. I I think the Brewers are kind of in a good spot with the Cubs and Cardinals beating each other up, or the Cardinals just slaughtering the Cubs. Those are the options. Either they like. They yeah. split the seven games or the Cardinals destroy the Cubs and win like six of them. And if that happens, that helps the Brewers. If they beat each other up, that helps the Brewers. I don't think there's a bad outcome for the Brewers with the way the schedule is lined up. I mean, yeah. the Brewers have to win. <laughs> exactly. It would That that would be the um, – if if this Brewers house of cards starts to come apart. Um, that, so if you're a Mets fan, you need the – the Brewers' house of cards to fall apart, and you want St. Louis to just dominate the Cubbies, which, hey, the, the Cubbies could kind of be hanging on by a thread. I mean, they can turn it around today, but again, we do know they lost game one to St. Louis. So the Cubbies have currently lost three straight. Um, they're out of the playoff picture. They could turn it around uh, instantly, but they could also let the wheels fall off this thing and then uh, um, <laughs> get hot, Mets. The Brewers Alonzo's 49th. Did I see that? Yeah, 49th for Alonzo. The Brewers play the Pittsburgh, then Cincinnati, then Colorado. All right. 
versus yeah. Pittsburgh this year, they're 12 and 4. And versus Cincinnati, they're 8 and 8. So maybe those games will be harder. Pittsburgh sucks. Yeah. They're so bad. It sucks because I kind of liked Pittsburgh like maybe five, six years ago. I was kind of excited Dude. about them. I, I think they are they might be the team in history that got screwed by the new wild card format the most because it just felt like they were in that one game playoff every year and they'd lose. It's yeah. Like, damn. Cueto on Sucks. the mound. Remember that one? McCutcheon. Yeah. Yeah. Bummer. You want to go to the AL? Do you have anything? Sure. We have a question in the chat from Kyle Davis. Okay. Uh, do you think the Phillies at Brave series shows they might not do well in the playoffs? No, I mean, I, I think we just said the Braves are one of four teams in baseball that have clinched a, a playoff spot, which means they're handling the rest of their season differently. Um, the the fight in Phils were, were probably, you know, they're, they're half game behind the Mets, who we just gave a little bit of attention to. Um, no, I mean, the, the Braves, this is feels like the first time in two months I've said they've lost a series. That's probably not factually accurate, but they're uh, – their goals have now changed. It's getting Acuna to 40-40 and just getting everyone healthy and lined up for the playoffs. Yeah. Well, was like, <clears throat> Keiko didn't do good. Tehran didn't ha- do great. The bullpen did good. Um, yeah, I don't think I so. I mean, there was, there, there was that, what was it, a week, week and a half ago where it was like, yo, can the Braves catch the Dodgers? It feels like that's gone now, and there's there's no – there's no middler tier. Like, there's no one on Atlanta's butt anymore, and the Dodgers are out of reach. So Atlanta's just in cruise control, get healthy, get lined up. Yeah. Young, thick Austin Riley with uh, three games in a row with a hit and uh, pinch hit, double, pinch hit, hit, and then a home run. So young, thick yeah. Austin Riley coming back, Jake. Love that. All right, let's move on to the American League. Get the boogie going. You tell us what happened. Sounds good. I can I can try, Jim. Jimmy, in the American League, the New York Yankees take two out of three from the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. They clinch the AL for the first time since 2012. They have the returns of Luis Severino, their ace, and Giancarlo Stanton, former NL MVP. Uh, also a good chance they lose Domingo Herman for the rest of the season. Bad stuff there. Uh, we'll see what we hear about that. A real mixed bag in NYC. Jim, we know because we were there. Uh, the race split two with the Dodgers. If you want to see a box score filled with pitchers, check that out. Uh, Jim, you buried it in the National League. How about Yaz? Uh, new young Yaz in Boston. That was fun. Anyways, the Baby Jays. Take out the broomsticks against the Orioles. Jim loves that. Big weekend for Kevin Biggio. Always doing it, Biggio, in the land of 10,000 lakes in the Central. The Minnesota Twins win their three-game set against the Chicago White Sox, including two, a, a wild extra inning game where they each scored in the 11th. Then the White Sox score two in the 12th, but the Twins fight back. Ronald Torres walk off hit by pitch. Three runs in the bottom of the 12th. Holy smokes. The Cleveland Indians, they sweep the Tigers. So, yeah, you did your job. 
Three runs in three games for the Tigers. A classic case of good pitching versus a bad team. That's what'll happen. And the Kansas City Royals, they take game one from Oakland and put up a hell of a fight. Not what the A's were expecting. A's win a pair of one-run games to take this series. That must have been brutal watch for Oakland fans. Oakland fans, reach out. And speaking of Oakland surviving, you know the Angels are in a bad way right now with no Trout or Otani in the West. Houston, they clinch the division. They win a pair of tidy games against the Texas Rangers. Garrett Cole World can't get enough. He gets his 300th strikeout on the year. Pittsburgh has to be saying, where the hell was that guy? That's insane. Congrats to Cole. Congrats to H-Town. And lastly and leastly, the Mariners sweep those aforementioned Pirates. The Mariners sweep the Pirates as their ship completely sinks. Kyle Lewis hit another home run. Marco Gonzalez, Jim, you're going to like his season even more. And oh my God, Pittsburgh, get out of my face. And that is the AL Report. Not bad. And like we said in the... uh... In the AL wildcard, Indians are tied with the Rays now. So, yeah, we've got the Indians tied with the Rays. Oakland is two games up, uh, so it maybe we start getting excited for those Vuvuzuelas. Um, and then, yeah, Yankees in Houston officially clinched, and uh, Minnesota has all but clinched unless uh, there's an epic collapse coming. Yo, how about the Mariners sweeping the Pirates? That's some nautical shit. Dude, uh, Pirates. I I I've, I've got to get in you you know I love chopping up the stats. I I got to get on their record cuz I did it a few weeks back and it was like, wow, they were really bad since the All-Star break. They might be doing like semi-historic stuff cuz it's 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 bottomed out further than I thought. What about just the fact that the Mariners swept the Pirates? Exactly. That's I guess when I said bottom up. Well, You're not I know getting nautical. It. Yes. Yeah. No, I I got the nautical thing. I just said that. Um, I don't care about yeah. the actual result of the game. Two bad teams. Uh, shed long. Um. Yeah. No. Uh, nautical stuff. Should they play more? Seems like it. Battle of the sea. Right. Basically, a mariner yeah. is just uh, a a pirate with morals. A a pirate is a mariner with bad morals. Yeah. That's uh. We if we start mixing up. MLB rivalry week. That uh that's that's a no brainer. Yeah. Damn. What's up? What's the Royals deal? Dude, Jim, you gotta check out these box scores because you're and I I would love to hear from an Oakland fan. Uh the Royals, dude, they take game one. Um, and if you're Oakland, you've got to be pissed off uh because A, you, the Royals are coming to town and you're thinking sweep. Uh, how how sweep it is, Jim. Royals win game one six five. The Athletics win game two two to one, and then the A's win the final game one nothing. So we've got three one run games with the Royals taking the first. This was probably I mean the Athletics came into this thinking like, hey let's let's get our sweep and move on, and then you find yourself in a dogfight for all three games. Feisty. Yeah. Well, it's not good that uh, Liam Hendricks. Blew another game. Liam, sit is on that, that outside fastball. Is that two in a row now? There had to be some one in between, right? His last couple games include two blown saves. 
Yeah, I mean and they won the the next the next two games they won by one run and I saw he he got the save in one of them. I'm not sure about the following one. Um I mean there's or, I, I guess or, I'm I'm misremembering. I'm misremembering. He didn't blow another one. It was the Yankees which was a while ago. Yeah. Um yeah, and I mean they're uh they are firmly in bed with Hendricks at this point. There's no coming back. And he's been, ama- he's been Yeah, he's been amazing. Yeah. And then he comes. He came back the next day and got big part of their order: Solaire, Dozier, Gordon. So good for good for him. And who who did it? It was Matt Olson with a home run in the bottom of the seventh to tie it. And then Kana hit by pitch, Seth Brown double to take the lead. That was game two. Damn, Brett Anderson with a good start. Matt Olson, you you've seen me falling in love with him. He's. He's going to approach 40 homers this year, and he missed like the first month of the season. He won the gold glove last year. Matt Olson is crazy good. And his home runs, I, I know we always love the clutch factor. Um, a lot of his recent home runs in Houston was was to take the lead um, against Kansas City. Like this this guy hits him when they – holy crap, Jim. Yeah. Matt Olson um, – Seven homers in his last 12 games. Um, he's got two tickets to paradise. No, he doesn't have that. Um, I mean, he's got six homers in his last nine. Uh, he's a, Matt Olson's a special player. I love him. Okay. Good stuff. Emotional. Do you see the, the rubber match was the Sunday game? It was one nothing in the extra innings. It was Homer Bailey versus Danny Duffy. Talk about your fucking battle of 2013 pitchers with promise. Yeah, man. I saw there's a there's a couple guys in the stat books that looked like they dug into <laughs> dug into something this week, uh, and I like that a lot. But yeah, dude, uh, A's fans must have been freaking scratching themselves all all week. Danny Duffy, 2014, 25 starts, two five three ERA. Jeez. Might hear more. Might hear more about him later too, Jim. Homer Bailey, 2013, 32 starts, 3.49 ERA. Crazy. They're shutting each other out in 2019. And then what was it? Olson with the in- they intentionally walked Olson in the bottom of the 11th, and then uh, had to kind of doubled to score him. Well, there was uh, the, the base was open, so it was like a force situation. Damn, fucking Royals aren't just just roll over and die like the Tigers. Make it easy. Make, Cleveland had it easy. Ned Yost effect, baby. All right, so now I got to see who the Royals play. If they're going to be okay, these assholes, so we've we've bought into the Royals a thousand percent after these three games. Well, who? Well, okay, they're going to go to Minnesota and get their asses kicked. Okay, then right. they go to the Braves for two, and then they play Minnesota for three. Never mind. Beat tough, Minnesota. Tough end of the year. This is what we were talking about with the Twins, though. They're they're the Twins are in a stretch right now where nothing. They're not going to see a competitive game until the postseason. Yeah. So maybe the Royals can give it to them. Otherwise, maybe it's not if looking you good. Give it to me. I give uh, it to you. Yankees news, if anyone is interested, 
the Yankees have been doing this thing where someone gets hurt, someone leaves, uh, someone comes back from the roster, someone leaves all season. It's kind of a joke at this point, just waiting for like, okay, well, Severino came back, who's leaving? And then it was Batances. <laughs> he's out yeah. for the year. Um, Achilles injury, and he's a free agent, so that's sad. Then Stanton comes back, and it's like, all right, well, who's leaving? And Domingo Herman has been placed on administrative leave for accusations of domestic violence, which uh, we're not going to touch. But yeah, bad, we, um, no- bad we, news. So let's we, just we, Yankees get one back. They lose one. We uh, we recorded a full episode of Talking Yanks last night. If you're if you're really really getting into that, but we don't really dive into the Herman stuff because we nobody knows the actual news on it yet. But uh, I it was it was an in- insane 72 hours as a Yankee fan uh Severino making his return then it comes out Patances is out for the season then Stanton comes back it was CeCe's last start at the stadium then the Herman stuff then they clinch um it it was it was insane you think the Rays are worried at all that they are now tied with the Indians I think, Jim, this is this is where the one-game playoff comes in. I think all of these teams have been in such a dogfight for so long now. Like, if they get the one-game playoff, they're they're happy. Just th- these those three teams just don't want to be fully excluded at this point. That's what I'm saying. Do you think the Rays fans? I think they were cocky two weeks ago. They were like up three in right. the wild card race, or up two and a half, or something like that. Now they're tied for the second. And I think they have the hardest schedule of the three. Um, it looks like they're playing Boston coming up. They've and That gets tricky too, Jim, because they've got a two-gamer against the Yanks, but the Yanks are in full cruise control. Um, so, I mean, who who knows what, the, what they're even going to see from the Yankees that series. Um yeah, I mean, if you're if you're any of these three teams, you're concerned. Um, you you want to be Oakland with the yeah. two game lead right now. What about uh, how did Blake um, Snell do? But yeah, I, th- Snell Snell did good. I think he was two innings, no hits, four K, something like that. Real baby step for him, huh? Yeah. Well, Jim, I think it's it's weapon mode, man. I think they they want Snell being able to pitch. Three to four innings. They know they're not going to build them up. They want Glasnow to do the same thing. I think they are just in. It's Charlie Morton, and then everyone else be a weapon. Yeah, I wonder. How, that's so interesting how it's going to happen. Man, I'm uh, I'm excited for the the Indians Rays Oakland finish. It, uh, let's play. Let's play a game, Jake. Okay. Love games. This is probably too much of an endeavor, but I'm going to do it, and then we're going to get out of here quickly. Okay. You're going to simulate the rest of the season. Ooh. You have have two seconds. Okay, Okay. ready? Oakland versus Texas. How many do they win? Three games set at Oakland. Three. They sweep them? Yeah. All right, Texas then they, has nothing. Then they go to L.A. and they play in Anaheim for two. Split. Okay, so you got them. And then, and then Seattle at Seattle for four. Seattle just swept the Pirates. 
I'm going to go split because I'm going to say, like, the last game doesn't matter. Okay. You have them winning five more games, which would put them at, I don't know. That would put them as the winner, basically. It has to. So Tampa. They have three games at Boston. Or three games uh, versus, versus four games four games versus Boston at home. Three at home. They they win three, yeah. Three, that's what I would have it. Then two versus the Yankees. Split. Split. That's what I have as well. And then three at Toronto. Ooh. Uh two out of three. So you got them winning everything. So you have them winning six. You have them winning six games, and you had Oakland winning five. So actually, you might have them tied or something now. No, I think that would still have Oakland up because they've got a two-game lead. I think I had them winning six, too. I know this gets scary because we're not a math podcast. Oh, you did have them winning six. You had them both winning six. (laughs) You had them both winning six, so that leaves the A's as the winner. Okay, Jake, let's simulate Cleveland now. Cleveland. I think we were too nice to both teams. I think they might. I think Tampa might split with the Red Sox, but the Red Sox are they're down in the dumps. Okay, Cleveland's fun. They have three Phillies coming to Cleveland for three. Oh damn! Um, you go two out of three. I mean, Cleveland's a better team, and they're at home. All right, then they go to Chicago for three. I got them sweeping. They just swept the Tigers. I got them sweeping Chicago. The White Sox, okay. Um, all right, yeah, we we can pencil that in. White then, Sox are pesky. Then they host the National, or they go to the Nationals for three. Nationals are going to be in full get ready for wild card mode. Like, remember the Yankees did this last year? They did like half games, half starts. Jim, they were. They have a one game lead in the wild card right now. The Nationals are like, the Nationals have to keep pushing. So what? So how do you have Cleveland and the Nationals? In that last series, it's gonna depend really, because uh, I mean the Nationals lining up their guys. We did this before is still gonna be some good guys too, and even like Anibal Sanchez. So I got, I don't know. I mean, you I got Cleveland I winning go, one. Let I I'll mark them down for two, just assuming that last game means nothing for the Nats. But uh, I don't know; they could very easily not. Oh, wow. You know what? Then you gave Cleveland seven wins. So you have Cleveland as the second wild card and the Athletics as the first wild card. The numbers. I don't know. The numbers don't seem to add up over here at all. <laughs> you, had, you had Cleveland winning two against Philly. Right. Sweeping the White Sox. Yeah. And winning two. You penciled them in for two. That's seven. Yeah, I don't know two about the sweep of, against the White Sox. That was you. I like the pesky White Sox. I think that's a two out of three. Okay, so classic Jake has every team doing the same thing. What do you have, kid? We're listening. You got a mic. I have I have the Rays. I have the Rays winning five. And the and the uh Indians winning six. I have the Indians beating the Rays for that second wild card. Nice. I think uh, Washington's 
gonna have home gonna have that locked up by the time they get to that last series, just like the Yankees did last year. They uh they can't one game lead right now for Washington. Cleveland think, versus think about think about how <laughs> negatively we talked about the Cubbies and like a Washington loss and a Cubbies win and and they'd uh I mean they'd almost be on even ground. It's crazy. It's crazy. All right, well let's move on. We're deep into that. That deep, deep. What do we do here? Standout performances. Standout performance. I get to go first. Your guy, Jim. This is a fun one. Do you yeah. know who this is? D. Oh, Nelson yeah. Lamette from the San Diego Nelson. Padres. D. Nelson Lamette. Not ashamed to admit I didn't know this guy. Didn't know his name. In 2017, he made it to the bigs. He got signed by he got signed by the Rays or someone in the AL, I believe, but his papers didn't work out. So then they got signed by the Padres for like 100k. And uh he makes it to the bigs in 2017, got nasty stuff, starts 21 games for the Padres, but he had to get Tommy John, so he missed all of 2018. So he's been recovering, battling back. He just threw six innings against the Brewers, who are all hands on deck, who are 12-2 and two in their last 14 games, and he allowed one earned run while striking out 14 batters. Uh, earlier this month, he took a no-hitter into the seventh against the Mariners. So, crazy performance against a team that's doing everything they can to win, striking out 14, allowing one earned run. His season, Jake, thus far... He hasn't like dug a giant hole for the Padres, but he doesn't get enough innings because he walks too many batters. So his ERA isn't looking that good because he can't get himself through like five, six innings every time. So he's got to cut down on the walks. His stuff is nasty. 97 mile per hour fastball. The slider is kind of like Severino's slider, like a really like sharp darting slider. Tight. So yeah. So D. Nelson Lamette is my standout performance for the 14K. One run is more impressive uh, against the Brewers, who are scrapping and clawing. Yeah, and uh, Lamette, he is a big strikeout guy. And, Jim, you you mentioned the innings thing with the walks a little bit. He also, I I mean, I I think coming off of that surgery with the Padres season being the Padres season and NL baseball, I mean, his – uh, I mean, he's only thrown 100 pitches once. Um, More than half of his starts have been in the 80s or, or less. Uh, so I, I think he, he has potential for more. They're also probably not pushing it too hard. But, yeah, he's a guy that he's, he's got all the talent in the world. Um, he, uh, I, I mean, he's, he's why people get excited about the Padres' future. Guys like him, Lucchesi, um, they just came out with the top prospect list last week, and I think the Padres have another starting pitcher who's like the number three prospect. Um, I, I mean, the Padres are – they kind of followed the the Houston formula a little bit um, when when Houston bottomed out and got terrible. And um, I, I mean, everyone knows what Houston's doing now, so it'll be interesting to see if if San Diego hits on enough of these guys to to I mean, be a threat next year. I know that's what they want to be. Be a threat next year. Maybe they won't be so angry then. They they need the Dodgers to have a crippling playoff loss so that the Dodgers can kind of have the wheels start coming off. 
If the Dodgers lose. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be funny. Uh, it'd be terrible for Dodgers fans, but it'd be right. mayhem. Be mayhem. Who's your standout performance? Jim, my standout performance, you, you heard my voice just lose excitement a little bit because he's a guy that pretty much could get it every time he pitches, um, but he did something really special, so it gets him on there. Garrett Cole, Jimmy, he's a starting pitcher for the Houston Astros. He's crazy good. He had a casual eight-inning pitch, two-and-run, 10K start. That's fine. That's like just that's a that's not even a great start for him at this point. That's that's silly. Um, Jimmy, a couple numbers since June, 19 games started, 128.2 innings pitch, 190 Ks in those innings with a 1.82 ERA. Um, what he's doing is crazy. It's tied for the fourth longest streak. In MLB history with double-digit strikeouts in a start, only guys ahead of him are Chris Sale and Pedro. A couple socks. How about that? Um, and Jimmy, I mentioned it casually when we were going through, 300 strikeouts this season. He's the 18th pitcher ever in the history of this game to do that. 18th pitcher ever to have 300 strikeouts in an inning. Um, the combination of his arm talent, the Houston lab, a little pine tar, and, and this new age of strikeouts, nobody cares, helps him out a little bit. But um, it's it's as um, one of the more impressive feats you'll hear about in baseball. And Jim, what gets me really excited about this, well, is not seeing him in the postseason, but this dude is going to be the story of the offseason. Um, where, wherever this guy signs in free agency, um, we've got some – some fake little birdies in our ear. He's a California guy that there's some California rumors. Be cool to hear all the Trout, Otani, Garrett Cole stuff. Um, or do they not have money? Cause they still have to pay Albert a lot of coin. Um, at, but Garrett Cole's the story of this offseason Cause Jim, you already know it. I mean, it, the Yankees fan base are going to be saying, Oh, we got to sign Garrett Cole. Um, uh, it's Dodgers, not even, it's not even as a Yankees fan. I have it at 0.1%. Right. Um, but if any of any of the MLB teams with money, um, whether it's Cubs, Dodgers, Houston, Yankees, um, I mean, right now, their their whole offseason plan right now amongst fans is Dude, we're going to sign Garrett Cole. Yeah. Um, so uh, I, I don't know. I just think it's it's going to be very interesting to see if he can um, – kind of add to the lore of his season with his postseason efforts. Um, he It's him and Verlander for the Cy Young. Uh, Garrett Cole, 18th guy ever to do it, Jim. Ever. Ever. I know where we stay on the series that happened from the week, but sure. Jack Flaherty yesterday. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It might be dated for the next, for Monday show, but Jack Flaherty's insane right now. Yeah, I had a Cardinals uh, pitchers going off, went off again. I, I had a buddy who I uh, another Jimmy, Jimmy Widman. Uh, didn't think he began a shout out. Uh, we 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 talk like quarterly. We <laughs> hey, how are you? What's going on? And he goes, Hey man, I, first baseball game I'm watching this year. Jack Flaherty guy looks incredible. And I uh, I sent him a couple stats, and he goes, "Holy shit, <laughs> that's exactly what he looks like right now." So uh, yeah, we're, we're Jack Flaherty pod. He's good. Good. Speaking of not good. Slump watch. 
Slump Watch. All right, we got to update Slump Watch. Last week we had Aristides Aquino. He's actually just kind of been on Slump Watch. Well, because yeah. he hasn't worked his way off officially, but we also just want to keep up with Aristides. Uh, so, Jake, he went two for 14 with a home run and seven Ks. Like I said at the top of the show, it's his 19th home run in 47 games or something like that. But 16th. 16th. But, I mean, his numbers aren't good. He just had two hits. One was a home run. So I'm keeping him on just because I still want to – I want to see – I want to ride out his season. Yeah, I mean, it's it's still just a Kino watch basically at this point. He's technically on pace for like a 54 home run season if he had played a full season. Uh, Jim, I, I got to say I'm rooting for him to have one more hot week because otherwise – the peripheral numbers are dropping pretty quickly. So, yeah, yeah, they are. Like the home run total is impressive, but all the other stuff is kind of fading. They're like plummeting, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, the last last basically two weeks, he's hitting a buck 40. So come, come on, Aristides, line <laughs> it up. Dansby Swanson has been on Slump Watch for a while. He plays two games of the three. He went one for seven with the walk. He is now slashing 156 batting average, 299 on base percentage, 203 slugging, and a 502 OPS in his 19 games since returning from injury. It's a little bit of a injury return watch, but he's been nothing. This has been brutal. It, it was it was he was thrown on there due to injury. Get off my Braves. Get off my Vandy guy with Dansby Swanson. And then we had Walkgate last week with him. This is this is a travesty. Well, he's not performing well with the bat. He's a uh, 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 don't don't make me get weird with the numbers. You can't. He's got on bad numbers. Past five games, he's got a four hundred on base percentage. What more do you want from this kid? Some hits. Okay. Well, he's getting on base. That's step one. Love you, Dansby. Pete Alonzo's been on slump watch, and he basically goes shame to flame. He went six yeah. for 11 with four RBIs and four runs. So eight runs was his doing. Two home runs, 615 on base percentage in the series. I mean, that's as off as off gets. Good for Pete Alonzo. I haven't given claps in a while. Pistol Pete deserves it. And he should be getting 50 in the season, which is awesome. It's insane. That's insane. Yadier Molina was on slump watch. He goes 3 for 11 with a double, 275 batting average. Yadi can come off. He's old. But see, this, this is where I disagree with you. You have a low bar for Yadi. They, he's, he's a big part of their team. I mean, he's I'm, not. I'm keeping him. If you're keeping Dansby on there, I'm keeping Yachty. But like Yachty, am I wrong? Is is Yachty and Rolina a good hitter? Yachty? Like anymore? Like has he? Like isn't two seventy five with a two seventy five on base percentage like right around who he is these days? I mean, he's hitting two sixty four this year. I mean, Dansby Swanson doesn't get on base at a four hundred clip, but you hate him because he's beautiful. So I don't uh, know. Oh, he's your four day sample. <laughs> bigger than Yachty's. Jakey's butter knife stats are getting crazy. <laughs> bigger than Yachty's. Hey, what do you mean bigger than Yachty's? His his five game sample is bigger than Yachty's. Yeah. What? You're talking about the sample size, babe. Yeah, but Yachty 
I mean, he was on Slump Watch last week, so you got to double take it up. him off. You just have a low bar for Yachty. I do. I do. I see him as a leader and a, and a catcher. Yeah. We can leave him on. I mean, in his last 10 games, Yachty's numbers are atrocious. We'll leave him on. Leave him. I think only I think he's going to get off because of uh, we're sick of talking about him. Max Muncy, two games versus Tampa Bay. He went one for eight uh, in the last game. The one hit was a two RBI double. Only a two game series, and one for eight's not good. Um, half don't care about this one. So whatever you want to do. Yeah, this this gets tricky because no, this shouldn't get him off slump watch. But I mean. Do the Dodgers care? No. No. All right, cool. Vladdy Jr., I mean, I almost want to just completely save this for the next segment or whatever that segment is down the line, but Vladdy Jr. also kind of went shame to flame on us, and he was playing against the Orioles, so he'll, he'll, he'll dip into that bucket later. But he had two hits in each game, went six for 14 with a double and a walk, End your season strong, Vladdy. I know Jake was saying his numbers were on that ridge where, you know, he's on, on the fence post and he can fall one way or the other. So fucking suck for the next three games versus the Yankees, then go on a tear versus the Tampa again or whoever you're playing. That's what I'd like. Fair. <laughs> but he is uh, definitely off slump watch for now. Hopefully the Yankees can put him uh, right back on. That'd be cool. Kevin Kiermeyer, I added, Jake, and I kind of have a question yeah. mark here. Is he just bad? So up until the All-Star break, he was having a pretty decent season for Kiermeyer, who's a defensive center fielder, but he had like a seven-something OPS for the whole first half of the season. He's currently working on an 0 for 16 streak, which is why he's on slump watch. And then I was looking, and I was like, since the All-Star break, Kevin Kiermeyer, he plays every day. He has a 189 batting average at 237 on base percentage and a 566 OPS. Um, that's bad. Like that's a lot of time for a lot of bad. Jim, I know he's a defensive I, I guy. Think he stays. Um, yeah, I mean he's he's one of my favorite defensive players in the league. He's won the platinum glove before. But Jim, I I think he stays because obviously he's well. Not he stay. I'm adding of, him. Yeah, he's he. It, well, what you mentioned, bad watch, which is which is another world. Oh, okay. But Jim, I I, I think more importantly is the fact that, um, I mean the Rays use him in their lineup. He usually bats like sixth or seventh, but we've seen games this year where he's batted third for them. I think he was in a hot streak when they did that, but I mean they use Kiermaier as a cog in that lineup. It's not like they just bat him last like Jackie Bradley Jr. or something like that. So I think for that reason he stays. It's bad. Those numbers yeah. are really bad for since the All-Star break. Oh, yeah. All right. Rookie Will Smith for the Dodgers, Jake. After his first 25 games in the league, he had a 329 batting average and a 404 on base percentage. So we're talking about small sample sizes, and we're talking about first time through the league, uh, which, you know, this kind of adds up to the cliche. But in his next 23 games... He has a 147 batting average and a 207 on base percentage. Like a like cut, cut his numbers in half. The first 25, cut him in half for the next 25, and he's currently one for his last 23. And I think they're trying to get him out of this because they started him like the last five games. He started and played the entire game. Yeah, I mean he he became kind of a 
he he became a part of this team. <laughs> so uh, it it's definitely interesting to see how how he winds down because he could uh, to change uh, change his playoff time. And then my last one is Manny Machado. It was two for his last twenty eight. And uh, having just an awful September, 563 OPS, 263 slugging in September for Manny. His season's going to be one of his worst offensive seasons in a while, I believe. Like, I think he only has a 700 OPS, which is pedestrian. And Manny Machado is supposed to be one of the best players in the sport. So, uh, new league, new faces, new routine, new pitchers, new everything. So, I kind of give him a little bit of a slide. But it blows. Yeah, and he, um, uh, I think this Padre season fell apart really quick. And we've had Machado on Slump Watch. He was having much more of a Machado year, um, kind of through the trade deadline. And then the wheels have fallen apart these last couple months. I, uh, because I, I don't want to talk asinine about it because Machado slander can go downhill really easily. I'd, I'd love to hear from a Padres fan. Like, does it look like he's kind of given up or is he just struggling? Because, Jim, August 1st to now, so the past more than month and a half, he's hitting 193. Um, that's 44 games played. So I'd, I'd love to hear because obviously can't can't watch all the games, especially sliding Padre games. It's not like Manny's not used to losing seasons. Uh, uh Jim, those Orioles teams were actually pretty good for a while. I mean, uh, yeah, but I, last I know it's year it's easy to kind of shrug at, but it, well, he ended up on the Dodgers. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Um, <laughs> dude, the Orioles are so bad. <laughs> 47 wins in 2018, 49 wins in 2019. Holy shit. Moving on up. Holy shit. The Orioles are going to see as many wins in the past two years as the Yankees, Houston, have seen this year. Dodgers. Oh, my God. That is terrible. Whew. Bad. All right. Way back. Up and... Oh, dirt nasties on fuego. That means I'm on fire, baby. Like Waco. Jake, who you got? Who's on fire, huh? Huh, kid? Who's who's got the stick going? Who's got the balls hey. groping? Who's who's swinging it, kid? Uh, Jim, I'm gonna start off East Coast bias because that's basically what this whole show is. Um, I don't think anyone with... says that about us. No, it's it's just I I like mocking them. Um, Jim. AL East outfielders, a couple of dudes you're very familiar with. Um, Jim, start off with Trey Mancini for those Orioles. He's still fighting the good fight. They were up in Toronto. Trey Mancini, he's 15 for his last 32, four home runs, 16 RBIs. I think it's in like this past six games, 16 RBIs. Uh, That's a 469 batting average, a one dot 441 OPS for Trey um, stay strong, Trey Mancini. Stay, Dude, want to know something strong. about Trey Mancini? Yes. This is his third season in the MLB, and he's only 27 years old, but because he's been on two 40-win teams, 
He feels like the weathered, grizzly veteran of the Orioles, the yeah. only true pro. He's in his third season. He's young. <laughs> like, yeah. like You would think he was like fucking 33 and doing it like, you know, the mainstay. <laughs> it's... um. Man, it, it's it's one of the more bizarre things. It it actually puts my brain in a pretzel because you're right. I mean, if Trey Mancini was on the Dodgers, he'd be like a platoon player and a guy you'd be like, yeah, he's pretty solid. I've seen him play, but young he's like ki- the face of the O's. <laughs> young kid still getting his reps in. Like, no, his yeah. third year is the biggest mainstay on the Orioles. Yeah, Mancini might be able to come something. Um, yeah, that's uh, Trey. You you are our fearless leader for Baltimore. Jim, I, I mentioned being the strength of that Orioles team. Speaking of strength, how about Yankees legend Brett Gardner? Um, Jim, he's a guy that you and I obviously swoon over. If you've watched him on a day-to-day basis, he is a joy. He's 10 for his last 23, three homers, eight RBIs. That's a four thirty-five batting average of five hundred on base, one dot four five seven. Um 36 years old, Jim, playing center field. He is who, what Trey Mancini feels like to the Orioles. <laughs> yeah, a little different. <laughs> it's a yes and no. Um, the mainstay, the old man, the like, the leader of the young kids. <laughs> like that's yeah. how Trey Man. That's how Trey Mancini is described for the Orioles. <laughs> He's played two full seasons in his life. Brett, Brett has a full decade on him. Um, but, yeah, old man Gardy is putting up a, uh, a, a pretty incredible season. I, uh, I was doing some of my choppy stats last night. You can make an argument he's been, like, the third best center fielder in the AL this year. Trout and Springer, those guys are pretty good. Um, but more importantly, for a guy that was going to be asked to be the fourth or fifth outfielder on this Yankee team, Gardy has put a huge year together. And, Jim... Speaking of huge years, a guy that's been a thorn in our side, Randall Grichik. Um, our, all our Cardinal listeners are, are glad to get an update on their old friend. Um, he he's been a Yankee killer. His stats his stats are pretty wild. He just got his thirtieth homer, but Jimmy's got five homers in his last six games. Um, my guy. <laughs> I, I I don't know if you want to say anything about it. It's it's insane watching him against, play against the Yankees this year. He feels like one of the best players in the league. Fuck Randall Grichik. Amen to that. Jimmy, I'll segue. I started with the AL East outfielders. I got a couple young infielders that you might not know about. Tommy Edmond. Oh, my God, this freaking guy. He's on St. Louis, but I like saying his name with the Boston accent. He's been playing third base and second base for the Cardinals, Jim. His rookie year, he's he's hitting 289 with an 805 OPS on the hole, which is just really solid from an infielder. Uh, but he's gotten hot recently. Um, he is hitting uh, 10 for 24 with three home runs in the last six games. And back to our big Pirates-Mariners battle, Shed Long, Jim, another Yankee legend, 12 for his last 28 two home runs, um, and he's he's a little guy, 5'8", uh, second base. He could be a guy that uh, it, he should be getting a lot of run, and if you're a Mariners fan, uh, you're excited about the Shed Long experience. Shed Long, Jake's bitter rival. 
doesn't uh one of the better names you'll come across uh and and proud of the internet of just doing the long shed joke it's basic but you gotta hit that um so good job shed long and jimmy wrapping up throwers i was gonna do kind of blast from the past throwers because you mentioned my guy danny duffy earlier uh his last two starts 13 innings pitch one earned run Duff man digging deep for the Royals late in this season. Good for you, man. I Adam like Duffy. Wainwright. Duffy was going through a really tough stretch last season. Really, really tough stretch last season. And he stood up in his locker and said, uh, I'm terrible right now. I'm I'm more upset than anyone else. Uh, and do you, I mean, am I going to fake an injury and go hide on the DL for a little bit? No. I'm going to go out there every day and pitch. And see, and uh, I respect him for that. So I'm glad that he figured it out because he was in a tough way last year in like, you know, early, maybe June or May. Forget what it was. Yeah, I mean, last year he finished the season with a 4.88 ERA. This year he's currently at 4.3. Um, and uh, yeah, you, I'd, I'd like to hear some Royals fans if they think they figured something out the past few starts. Would be nice to see him have a nice little bounce back because like you, you dug into those 2014 stats. He was a stud. Um, so good for for D Duff and our our new favorite Royals the rest of the way, I guess. Uh, Jimmy, I, I I mentioned him. Adam Wainwright for St. Louis. We've been falling in love with Jack Flaherty. It feels like Adam Wainwright's been there for the past two decades. And whenever they need him, he comes out and he twirls. Thir- last two starts, 13 innings pitch, no earned runs. It's just hard because his, his like legacy or whatever is tied to striking out uh, Beltron. Right. And like that's what I think of him, which is so long ago. But it was like the start of his career. But that's yeah. when I think of him. 2005, right? Uh, 2005, uh, he came up, he only had two appearances in the regular season. I'm, I'm not sure if he did anything. In, no, I think 2006, maybe. Oh um, yeah. The, 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 it's 2006. Um, but, uh, yeah, Jim, I mean, this guy was a stud in the, the mid to end of the two thousands. He finished third in the Cy Young, second in the Cy Young, oh nine, oh ten, respectively. And he had some good years before that. Here we are in 2019. He's still twirling the pill. He's got a three, eight, three ERA. Um, he had a couple rough years, the years before a couple injuries catching up, led the league in hits given up in 2016. Jim, he's having a really good year. Um, Adam Wainwright, and hey, man, I in the playoffs, you want to go out to battle with guys who have been there before? Adam Wainwright, man, uh, him, and, him and Flaherty, damn. Uh, so a little love to my cards. And my last guy, Jim, uh, for the Sox, hey, I can give them some love. Eduardo Rodriguez, who his stats on the year are going to look very impressive. Uh, his last two starts, Jim, 12.2 innings pitch, one earned run, 22 strikeouts. Um, and Eduardo, he's, uh, you know, the AL war <laughs> leaders for pitching have, uh, have, are, are going to look pretty funky at the end of this year. So if you're into war, uh, sorry about it, but three, five, three ERA, 191 innings, 199 strikeouts. Um, big year for Eduardo Rodriguez. Big year. Good for him. Erod. Yeah. News just broke on Domingo Herman for the Yankees. He will not pitch for the remainder of the season or postseason. Heads up. Damn. Next. Way back up and I don't even know. 
Goodbye, home run. I mean. <laughs> we kind of mentioned this. The Orioles got Vladdy Jr. hot. He was on slump watch. He had a 167 batting average, a 217 on base percentage. His last 11 games going into the Orioles uh, series, he gets two hits in every game, has like a 400 on base percentage. It's crazy. And then you have Kevin Biggio on here who hit for the cycle, which is cool, but also not that cool. Uh, he had a 221 batting average before and a 235 after. Is that what you have on here? Yeah. So, Jim, coming into this series, uh, as you know and the people listening have known, I, I love the 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 on the fence stats Kevin Biggio coming into the series and it actually goes a little further than back if you remember Jim we were talking about the baby Jays his batting average was sneaking near the Mendoza line um he, he snuck it up a little bit but coming into the series 221 batting average a 755 OPS which a uh, bad batting average a pedestrian OPS after this series 235 which is more respectable in modern day baseball and a 794 OPS so again a couple good weeks Kevin and your yeah. your rookie season looks a hell of a lot different yeah he was he was slumping a little bit or slumping a bad bit and the Red Sox actually got him hot and then the Yankees and then Orioles got him going going Good job, baby Jays. Good for him. You know what? I'm going to play this just because I like the sound effects. What in the hell are you doing? you got to be kidding me. That is so bad. That is absolutely brutal. That is unbelievable. That is totally absurd. Who got mad? We had no ejections, Jake. Wow. According to the website that I use, which I've trusted all season, they're telling me, we had no ejections this week. The last ejection was Matt Joyce on the 15th. Wow. That might be the first time. Yeah. Dolphinately. Why? Everyone's getting ready for the playoff push? You're either giving up or you're too valuable to get ejected. <laughs> it's crazy, man. We did have Schwarber got mad at Amir Garrett, which was... Fun. Did you see that? Yeah. Schwarber's yeah, been having a really good a... series. Amir Garrett's been having a really bad time. They bring Amir Garrett in just to face Schwarber. He strikes him out on some nice sliders, walks off the bound, just, he just goes, fuck yeah. And Schwarber's like, get back here. Get, watch, get the fucking dugout. Something like that. And then he just puts his hands up and runs to the dugout. I was like, okay, I'm good. I'm good. I'm here. I'm here. Oh, you want me to get to the dugout? Yeah, I'll, I'll run to the dugout. Sorry, man. Sorry I struck you out. And it's really uh, yeah. funny because Schwarber turns around and he's just kind of like, okay, okay, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Damn. I look, I look Damn. bad here. Damn. Oh, wait. The actual, the results of the matter always, the results of the at-bat always matter more than this shit. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's really all there was for the who got mad. Not much there. Yeah, man. Uh, Call-up watch? You got anything? Yeah. Um, there's a the phone. I was wondering if it going to ring. Hey. Anderson Franco, you're the only one that got the call, kid. Um, and yeah, if you're if 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 you're listen to us talking MLB because you're more so getting into it, um, the minor league seasons are over. So basically, if you haven't gotten the call by this point, you're not likely to get the call, um, barring something a little out of the norm, like the Yankees actually just called up someone. 
to replace Domingo Herman. He hasn't made his debut yet, but maybe we'll talk about him next episode. But Anderson Franco, he's a Venezuelan pitcher, uh, Jim, for the San Francisco Giants. I know you love going into a guy's debut. He comes in. It's a blowout game. I think it's 11-3. So Anderson Franco comes in in the ninth inning so he can finish out the deal. Foul pop out. Nice. He gets a strikeout, so he's got that on the board. Two outs. He's clean. Gives up a homer to Jackie Bradley Jr. Um, I was I was looking at the Red Sox and I was like, ah, tell me it was Devers or Bogarts or dude, you know, that's the Betts got him. That's the second fucking home run Jackie Bradley Jr.'s had against a guy making his debut this year that I know of. That's smart. What a bully. That's smart. And, Pick on uh, someone your own size. Oh, I guess that's what he's doing. And Jimmy, this is I, I just scrolled down to Anderson Franco's transaction page. Um, you know, signed, signed as a kid in 2009. Jim, he got drafted by Tampa in the Rule 5 draft in 2013, um, but he never made the roster. But Jim, that was 2013. He... If he stayed, he would have made his his MLB debut in 2014. Here we are in 2019. He finally gets a call in September at the end of the years for the Giants that are out of the race. Uh, hey, good good for you, Anderson. Rico Garcia was the other pitcher that Jackie Bradley hit a home run off who was making his debut. Got him. Damn. All right, Jackie, Bradler's, Jackie Bradley Jr.'s home run log this season, Jake. Impressive or not impressive? Elvis, I'm just going to read them all as fast as I can. And then you, at the end, you have to say a total, just impressive or not impressive, okay? Okay. You're a big JBJ fan. Elvis Luciano, yes. Sam Gaviglio, Ryan Presley, Shane Bieber, Ryan Yarbrough, Adrian Sampson, Dan Straley, Lucas Giolito, Nestor Cortez, Tom Estrelum, Jimmy Yacobonis, Domingo Herman, Tyler Clippard, Nick Whitkren, Aaron Nola, Drew Smiley, Rico Garcia, Masahiro Tanaka, Logan Webb, Anderson Franco. Yeah, I'm giving that like a six and a half out of ten, something like that. There's some good names on there, right? Yeah, dude. Presley, you skipped over him. He he was crazy for a little while, but and then you had a, a run of a run of solid starting pitchers. So good for JBJ. Good for JBJ. Awards. Awards. I've got an award, Jake, to give out. I like that. It's called the Man Over Beast Award. Man Over Beast. Man tames beast. Beast submits to man. Mm. The Indians. The Indians. They went 18-1 and versus the Tigers this year. Yeah. Tamed the Tigers. Man wins. One with nature. Native Americans out there doing all their spiritual stuff. Taming Tigers. Ain't going to beat us. That's like the best. Uh, no team has gone 18-1 and one in since we've had the 19-game schedule. So, pretty impressive. <laughs> Does that... um, Jim, you've... Uh, and, uh, well, interested to get your thoughts. I mean, does this lessen the Indians for you a little bit? Because I, I know you, you've held the, the AL Central over the Twins head for most of the years. I mean, this is 18-1 and one against one team. 
Yeah, why would? Yeah, yeah, but the twin it gets hold over the Indians' head as well. That this is my point. The, okay, I I just haven't heard you really say it about the the Indians. Only the Twins. The Indians get no love. I'm I'm combating the love that the oh, public okay. gives the Twins. Interesting. What's that? Okay. Yeah. No. I want. I. This is exactly what I was looking for. I was looking for your angle on it. Yeah. No one's. No one's acting like the Indians are God's gift. But people are acting. People were acting like the Twins were like reinventing baseball in the first half. They're like, "Oh my God, <laughs> the Twins!" Like, well, they play nobody. Damn. I put so many eggs into the Twins' aren't real basket that. Uh, I'm going to get shit on, or I'm going to shit on people. That's, but I, that's life, kids. I've, uh, I've, gone, I've gone harder than I should have, I think. Yeah, I was gonna, that's, <laughs> the balance has now been <laughs> thrown off a little more, but I respect the hell out of it. 13 wins against the White Sox. 11 against the Tigers. 10 against the Royals. Like, come on. We'll say that it's six and one against Texas. I've done this every show. The twins, the twins have a bad record against good teams. You're, you're, so does Cleveland. Yeah. That's why Cleveland gets no love. What's your award? So anyway, man, man, man over beast. Man over beast. Nice award, Jim. Thanks. Um, Thank eighteen you. and one. That is that is just silly. Um, well, let's find Cleveland. the let's find the one game and who the hero was. Give me your award. Ooh, I Give love me. that. Yeah, you dig that up. I'll uh, I'll go here because yeah, that's who should have gotten the award. Whoever, <laughs> whichever tiger <laughs> claimed it. Um, Jim, my award, and this I think this is my favorite award so far. I'm giving out the Liquid Courage Award. Um, and Jim, it's it's someone on the beer makers. I've referenced him a few times. Jordan Lyles, um, Jim, Jordan Lyles, Jordan Horton Lyles, love that, um, former first-round pick of Houston, he comes up in the major leagues at 20 years old uh, during some of the Houston bad times, basically, he's got an ERA in the fives, he goes over to the Colorado Rockies, he struggles there, but so do a lot of pitchers, and he's kind of bounced around between... Colorado, San Diego, uh, Milwaukee, and he started the year on Pittsburgh. Jim, they traded for him at the trade deadline, and he has been so good for them. He's 6-1, and one, a 2-3-5 ERA, 10 games started. Again, they don't ask a lot for him because it's that Brewers mindset of take us as far as you can, babe. Um, and Jim, I think I, the the best part about this is so he was having a bad year. His ERA is 5'11 lifetime. Jimmy, he's played on five major league teams. Colorado Rockies, uh, the team he's played the most with. 105 games. He's got a 5'2'2 ERA. Houston, three years, 72 games, a 5'3'5 ERA. The Padres, he played 29 games, a 5'5'3 ERA. Pittsburgh, he started the year with them, 17 games, a 5'3'6 ERA. So for these four major league teams, his ERA is five plus, except <laughs> his two years with Milwaukee, 21 games, he has a 2.57 ERA. He just needs that brew crew love, man. Um, 
So shout out to Jordan Lyles and whatever the Brewers are doing with them. Whatever they're doing with them is working. It's working. A little it's beer, working. beer sandwich before the game. Ooh. So the one win that the Tigers had over Indi- the Indians this season was on April 10th, the second game the two played against each other this season. Trevor Bauer versus Matthew Boyd. Nice. Bauer gave up 10 hits, four earned runs. The big blow was a home run by John Hicks to go from two to one to 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 go from two to one to three to one. And then Josh Harrison singled in Gordon Beckham to make it four to one. That's why they got rid of Bauer. Yeah. Boyd when he was good. Boyd. Yeah, boy. Yeah, boy. So good job, the Tigers, for winning that one game. Congrats. And then losing the rest. How many times do you think they got shut out of those 18 games? The ti- it, 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 Tigers lost 18 games to the Indians. How many, ti- how many right. of those 18 do you think they got shut out? Shutouts are hard to do. Shutouts are hard to do. Cleveland does have really good pitching. Uh, I'm going four. I'm going to count it. One, two, three, four, five, six. Whew. And then uh, there's one, two, two games with only one run. Damn. Not good. Damn. Get that elevator going. Yeah. Elevator time. If you're stuck in an elevator with a fan of this team, here's some things you can say to his face. Hers. Padres? I do some Padres. Okay. That's what Elevator Talk's here for. Okay. San Diego Padres, the first thing I want to find out is who... Can they ruin anyone's season? Okay, you go. You go schedule on them, and you already did your Denilson Lamette thing, so you you guys are already friends. Denilson Lamette, um, you can know. Yeah, you know about him. He just had a really good outing. They cannot. They have uh, shit. They have six games left against the Diamondbacks and three against the Dodgers. So they're they're have no motivation to play at all. Yeah, pretty pretty brutal for them once once Tatis Jr. went down. Um man, on the offensive end. This, this is tough. They got rid of Fran Mill. Um Oh, know what it is, Jim? One of the prospects they traded for did they got Taylor Trammell in that that trade, right? He um I think he hit a homer to win like the AAA playoff series. So that's deep tracks, Padres. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. That's deep track. Do they like Andy Green? I guess this is like a question it's for a Padres question. fans more than anything else. I know nothing about him. It um they he got extended through 2021, so he's got two more years. But uh yeah, I know nothing about if people like Andy Green or not. Yeah, let let us know. Um, man, so many young guys on this roster that 
aren't doing awful, awful, but not doing good. <laughs> um, man, I don't know. And that that Hosmer, Hosmer contract, they need hitting at this point. I mean, Paddock has put together a pretty good rookie season. Your guy, Jim, 140 innings pitched, a 3-3 ERA. Uh, we've done Denilson Lamette. We've talked about how <laughs> talk about how far Cal Quantrill's uh, rookie year fell off. Uh, so many young arms. Lucchesi has just been solid. I loved. I stumbled into the Joey Lucchesi is their Dallas Keuchel comparison a couple weeks ago. I really like that. Um, otherwise, I don't know. Get some bats in town. You think they're good on arms with uh, who they got? They got Paddock, Richards, Lamette, Lucchesi. Uh, I don't know. They need a. You think that's all? I mean, Lauer is is just having a meh kind of. I think this is his second year. Quantrill, we talked about how the wheels fell off, but I mean, he's still a young arm. Uh, uh, Kirby Yates is pretty impressive. They got to flip him at some point, right? Um, and and kind of assemble their their own bullpen. Uh, I, for me, I mean, it it seems like they have pitchers that can give you an outing on a given day. Um, and I again that 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 top prospect list that just came out. Um, they they've got more help on the way with him and and Morihon. Mackenzie Gore, first round Mackenzie pick. Mackenzie Gore, yeah. yeah, first round pick. It looks like he uh, he might be parts of the plans for next year. That'd be cool, but uh, I mean, yeah, man, they need Tatis to be healthy. Are they going to go be spenders at all this off season? I'd like to see them. Uh, and wow, Pod, Padres off season talk. This is what I'm here for, babe. Um, Will they? Or, are Jim, they thinking? Think, Let's go get Garrett Cole. I mean, it would be wild if they are. I think their name is out there, so I do think they do have some money to spend. Um, that'd be really weird, but I guess then you could flip one of your young pitchers for hitting. Because remember, they were kind of in the running for Cindergard, or or at least those rumor mills. Um, it'd be interesting. I I'd, I'd like. I'd be interested to see what they hear. I'd like to see them do kind of the the Minnesota Twins route, like. Bring in a couple of these veteran hitters that aren't getting big free agent money any anymore, and like fill some holes in your lineup um, to to make your team competitive. Or go out get Garrett Cole and then trade, you know, one of your young pitchers for a couple field players and roll the damn ball out there. Ooh, ooh, you doing dips? I did two, and they my feet were on the ground. They weren't. <laughs> they were nothing technically. They got to get rid of Hunter Renfro. Wow. Yeah. I would love Padres fans reach out and tell me what the deal with Hunter Renfro is. I think he's bad and not good. Like, like does he, but is it like, does he need to get out of San Diego? Like, I, I feel like if Hunter Renfro ended up on Texas next year, He'd like hit thirty-five homers, a two-fifty batting average. You know what I'm saying? In his last sixty plate appearances, how many hits do you think he has? Uh, seven. Five. Okay, not great. Damn. In the Padres last... gave up. The Padres gave up. In his last seventy-eight plate appearance, he has seven hits. Man, Hunter Renfro's on slump watch, but it might just be bad watch. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, I need I, I need more of a scouting report on on Hunter Renfro because there are some good numbers tied to him. All right, 
Well, that ends this episode of Talking Baseball. We thank you guys very much for tuning in, hanging out with us. Have a fantastic weekend. Enjoy the wild card races. If your team's involved, I feel bad for you. <laughs>